Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome, and the Lord be with you tonight. I believe that what we're about to embark on in the next number of weeks is one of the most important of the series that you are going to listen to, and I believe, and I say this very heavily, not lightly, that this is a life-changing message. Um, before we begin, notice that uh, there is no chat tonight, but you have an email address or a, a button there that you can uh, send us an email with your questions or also your sharing of what this means to you. Uh, you know that I, I preach to the eyes of the people, and of course in this case I don't see your eyes and so it's important to me, if, if this is really coming through and changing your life, then I want to hear about it. And so please use the email, and of course this opens the questions up to everyone in the world. And so those of you who are watching in the other 66 countries that join us by the end of every week, then um, feel free, send an email and we will not answer you personally, that's impossible. But we will incorporate your questions into the messages as we give them, and your questions in that way will be answered. Okay, the, the title is The Blessing. And if you have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that all through the last half century that I have been preaching and our messages have been given to you, I have referred to the blessing. We have series already on the blessing, but it has been pressing upon me in the last months and new things have been revealed to me, new insights, and so I determined that I had to come back to it again. And so we're going to start at the very beginning. You can't get any beginning more than this. In Genesis chapter 1 and uh, in verse 27, uh, up until verse 25, you have the week of creation. And if you're following that week using today's name for the days, then we would say, uh, Friday morning, Friday morning, God created the great beasts of the earth and the cattle and so on. And then what we would say would be Friday afternoon of the creation week in verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man, and of course understand that as mankind, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, 
and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then very quickly you can turn to Psalm number 8 and in verse 5, and there you have a further commentary uh, on this that we've just read. In the psalm it says, Yet you have made him, that's mankind, a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty, and you make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, and birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the sea. That is the very first record of speaking from God to human. You could say it's when Adam and Eve were called to join the conversation. You have God speaking from the very beginning of that creation week, back there in the very first verses of Genesis 1. And then the first verse that we read, it says that God speaks within himself. Father and Son and Holy Spirit said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. But then... God speaks to the humans that have been made. And the very first words that God ever spoke to humans, God blessed them and said. Now, you're going to find that this blessing fills the entire scripture. It could, I say it couldn't be more full because it begins... In Genesis, the very first activity taking place between God and man, and then it goes on and it comes into its fullness in the New Testament. And so, blessing, it's vital that we understand what this means, because in understanding what it means, it not only opens the heart of God, but it tells us who we are, strangely. I'll leave it at that. Strangely, blessing, the blessing, has been marginalized by the church. And I, when I say that, I mean I'm taking in the last um, 1,500 years or so. Um, somehow, I find believers, sort of general believers, they are afraid of what the blessing talks about. Because you're going to see that you cannot use the word blessing without speaking in terms of abundance, uh, overflow. It's, it's when the coffee overspills the cup. That's the idea, always the idea of blessing. It comes up in many ways, but it's always there. Um, it, it speaks of abundance of fullness. And somehow believers get very edgy when you speak in those terms of a God who imparts to you in every area of living that which is abundant and overflowing. Somehow blessing has been placed, well, almost beyond reach because it's placed outside of the physical. Now, of course, the moment we get into Scripture, the blessing uh, affects 
all of our physical, and that's where all healing comes in, and that's why Jesus healed the sick, because of the blessing. The blessing has healing effect upon our physical bodies. It, It has effect, it's effectual in our material lives, that which we touch, that which we do, that which we call work, that which we call possessions, and again you will see the whole Bible is full of that. But believers are terrified of that. The idea that God has committed himself to heal, has committed himself to be love, life, involved in everything that we do, I say again, people are back off from that. You're sort of fanatic if you believe that. The idea of this blessing being in our normal life, not reserved for the elite of of the faith, you know. There's no such thing really, but people have that in their heads. And so people have put some persons on a pedestal and said they are blessed, but not for us. And so... Believers go about their normal everyday lives as if blessing doesn't exist. They neither expect it, ask for it, or look for it. And if there is a thought of blessing, it's rarely connected to the present moment. It's always shoved off into the future. And that's why many believers see the hope of a believer so far ahead. It's off in heaven when you die. Look, I'm telling you this, if ever there was a time in our lifetime, maybe in our grandfather's and great-grandfather's lifetime, but certainly in ours, you and I as believers need to know what the blessing is. If we don't know the blessing in the days in which we now live and days which are looming upon us, then we are going to miss what the entire message of the Bible is to you and I believers. This is vital to us. And let me cut right to the end, while we're still right at the beginning, that the blessing is finally defined for us in full in Galatians chapter 3, where it is said to be the gospel. In fact, it, it speaks of this word blessing as God preaching the gospel ahead of time to these people in the Old Testament. Now, when I say that, I, I want to be very careful. And I, I'm telling you, I'm just sort of tipping the end to let you know where we're going. But when we say gospel, and you know that word means a good news, it's a glad news, it's a merry news. It's a news that sends rejoicing through you. Yes, it's good news. It's a good word that is spoken into your life. But you see, let me quickly say, very quickly say, what what do you mean by the gospel? And I have to ask that in today's world. For I've asked that of many, many people, and I find that many people, many, they see the gospel in that Jesus died for us. That, that is, their idea of the gospel is the death of Jesus. And others will extend to say the gospel is the resurrection, and really that's where most end. Uh, some get by the cross and see the resurrection, but they leave out the ascension. 
that Jesus ascended to the throne of the universe, and certainly they leave out that he, upon his becoming declared Lord of all, he then sent the Holy Spirit, and that's when the new covenant began, that's when the church began, when the Holy Spirit filled human beings, and that's the gospel. Please understand me. It is the cross. Well, of course, it really begins way before that, when God became incarnate. God became human in Jesus. That's when it began in Bethlehem. But it moves to the cross. Yes, amen, the blood of Jesus. It goes into the tomb. It comes out in the mighty resurrection. But it continues. It's not finished yet until he's ascended and has sent the Holy Spirit and that's the gospel. And it plainly states in Galatians chapter 3 that this blessing came in its final expression when persons now received of the Holy Spirit. And if you are a believer, you have received of that Holy Spirit. What I trust this week and all the weeks in the future will be to awaken you to that, to realize that, and to step into your blessing. Okay, that, that I was pushing to the end. But, but, you see, the blessing in the Old Testament as it begins to unfold toward that grand end when Jesus came, as it begins to unfold... It reveals the vastness of the gospel. You see, we, we say, I, I've said it, but what do you mean by being saved? And they are, it's almost 100%. They say, well, I'm saved from hell. I'm going to heaven when I die. Dear Lord, no wonder you live as you do. You see, the blessing reveals to us that the gospel includes the totality of our life. The totality of our life. When I was saved, when I believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ, confessed that he is Lord, and he put his spirit within me, huh, that was more than some heaven when you die. That meant my whole life, from my innermost person through to my outermost touch with society, were saved and in process of being saved. It's the blessing. There's nothing in your life that is untouched by the blessing. It's vast. It's your spirit, your essential self, but it's your mind. And we're in process, you understand, a blessing in the mind, which gives us clarity and insight and understanding. It's emotions where the Holy Spirit lifts us out of the darkness and despair. And the word joy and peace become the very daily understanding of the believer. As I said, it, it comes into our bodies. The same Holy Spirit who made alive the body of Jesus makes alive our bodies. And it goes into where we go to work, where we go to school. It goes into our home and our families and our relationships. And yeah, that's the gospel. And it's now. It's not in some future Disney world. It's called in the New Testament the newness of life. So I want to lay a foundation in this hour. 
it is a foundation. It's very much a foundation because we're going to revisit just about everything I say tonight. We're going to revisit it over the next weeks and expand on it. But we've got to get some basic ideas in our heads. So I, I want you to begin to hear what the blessing really is in your life, to see that you are truly, really the person we're talking about. You, you are blessed. And to begin to practice being who you are, one who is blessed of God. Now, this word has not only been marginalized, it's also, and maybe more importantly actually, been trivialized. Bless. What does it mean? You know, we, we wave someone off at the airport and say, God bless you. And then the little child kneels by their bed at night and said, God bless mommy, God bless daddy. And it's very good if we understand what we're saying. Um, and of course, then you extend that trivialization off and include the world. You sneeze and everybody blesses you. Um, I mean, what, what is this word? If this word is as vast as I have been saying in the last minutes, what on earth does this word mean? It means a whole lot more than how it's used today. In fact, it's part of the creation covenant. It's another whole subject, but when God created, it was not a whim, it was not a let's try this, it's not a let's see if it works. It was a covenant. God made covenant indeed with creation. That's why there is the guarantee of the creator. The sun will rise in the morning and set at night and so on. It is his covenanted that it be so. And he covenants with these first humans. And right in the middle of that covenant is this blessing that he gives them. And a covenant, of course, uh, for all we need to know tonight, is that the person making the covenant swears by themselves. That they are saying that I will keep this covenant even to death. I will keep this even if it kills me to keep it. That, that's a covenant. And, and this, this word we just read is God's covenant at the very dawning of the human race. So what is a blessing in terms that we read in the scripture? Number one, it's going to take some time. Number one, let's get it straight, that only, only God can bless. That's very important. The, the life, the energies, the relationship that comes in a blessing can only come from God. He is its source. He is its fountainhead. In fact, essentially, blessing is God himself giving himself to us. And so he is the source of blessing. He is all the powers that are released and known in blessing. 
And, and sometimes in the Old Testament it speaks of the presence of God in terms of blessing. And, and so that, that's fundamental. But now the word means, it, it, its basic meaning has in it the idea to kneel. Yes, you heard me, to kneel. It, it's immediately, it's strange to kneel. But the idea is, the, the, one kneels before one that holds in high esteem, one that has value and worth. And that's the general idea, that blessing is given to someone that is held in high esteem. It's given, God holds a person in such high esteem, he counts them of great value, of worth. In fact, we know by the end of the book that the value that he places upon you is the blood of Jesus. And so a worth beyond our comprehension that God creates. And here is creature man and the very first thing god does is bear his heart and and to say you are of extreme value you are precious you are beloved incredible absolutely incredible but to that person who is so highly esteemed a good word is spoken. That's the meaning of this idea of blessing. A good word spoken to a person that is deemed of great worth and value. Now, understand this word. We saw it there. It says that God blessed them and said. God blessed them and said. So blessing is not just a nice feeling towards you. It's not sort of just a burst of uh, energy that's nice. It's, it's a word that articulates the desires of the heart of the blesser. It's a good word. God speaks his will. But we've got to understand this word. It's very important. It will become important as we go on, the word spoken in blessing is life-changing word. For the word contains within it the power to fulfill its intention. Or to put it this way, the, the word spoken in blessing is not for information. You don't <clears throat> read a blessing and say, oh, how nice, or isn't that interesting? A blessing is not given for information. A blessing actually imparts to you what it is saying. So a blessing is a word that imprints you with the desires that are expressed in the blessing. It's a power-filled word. It's an effective word. It accomplishes everything that it declares, whether we're speaking of what is happening in my innermost self or in my mind, in my emotions, in my body, in the whole of what I call my life. 
Most important, never forget that. Well, what, what's in a blessing? What, what's the content of this good word that God speaks to those that he counts of value and worth? The content of the blessing is, could I put it this way, God's vision for you. Does that make sense? I, I hesitate to use that word that has been so hackneyed among many, but I'll use it. It's God's will for you. Yeah, see, uh, that upsets some, I know. But, but the, the will of God is what he wants for you. It's, it's not, I, I, I don't mean that, you know, he, God's will is that you go to this uh, steamy malarial swamp in Central Africa. No, 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 please. Uh, no, it's not that you marry this person or move to that town. Some, no, no, no. God's will is he loves you and this is what he wants for you. This is what he wills, intends purposes to impart into your life. This is what he desires for you. This is what, because he delights in you, this is what he wills to give you. You could call it, the blessing is the love destiny. That which he wills to perform in your life and bring to pass in your journey of life. And again, let me say, that's not just to inform you. This, every word, is a living word that actually brings to pass in your life what he says. You could say that the blessing is God's mechanism. It's, the word. it's what he set up. This is how creation and creature works. It's his mechanism to bring to pass his love purpose in creation through humans. Okay. And, and, and you've got to understand this, and please, if, if you know this, forgive me for keep on coming back to it, but the content and the context of the blessing is here and now. I say that because so many people have no hope of anything until they get to heaven. But the blessing actually, it speaks of heaven, a new heaven and a new earth, and it speaks of the glorious hope of the return of Jesus. Yes, it does. Absolutely. But the blessing is about here and now. Look, did, did you hear what this blessing was? When, when this is the, the simplest first statement of blessing. And it says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Well, I, that has very much to do with family life. It's to do with journeys filling the earth and subduing it. So, so that means that you're taking lordship over the earth, 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 you know, material stuff, rule over the fish. So that would be of great interest if you have a fishing business, because part of the blessing is that you rule over the fish of the sea, birds of the sky, every living thing. What's he saying? This is to do with living here. I mean, 
without reading very deeply into that, I, I think most of us would agree that blessing is to do with living here, in this here and now. It's about the life I live. It's about getting up in the morning and going to some sort of work and coming home at night and so on. It's daily life. It's not some mystical out there something. Uh, no, it's to do very definitely with the here and now. So that means, and hear me very clearly, the blessing is to enable humans, just humans like you and I, the blessing is to enable humans to reach his or her fullest potential as a human. Look, when I came to Christ, no one ever told me this. In fact, education, the people I came to the Lord among, education was sort of suspicious. I mean, you really, you didn't need education because you should be studying your Bible and praying. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of becoming in any way successful in your business, your work, that was really looked on uh, with suspicion. Uh, you see, they, the whole idea was that somehow being saved was something deep inside of me, somehow connected with God, and he forgave me sin, and then I went to church as many times as the doors were open so that I could go to heaven when I died. No one ever talked to me about this salvation actually affecting the way I was as a human being in school. No one ever suggested to me that when I got a job that the fact I was a blessed person would make me successful in my realm of work. And no one ever suggested that my relationships in the home, my relationships with neighbors in society would be affected. I would be a blessed person and would bring the blessing to the situation. No one ever suggested that. Rather, as I say, there was a little bit of raised eyebrows because that wasn't spiritual, you see. Well, I have news. If you're hearing this, this is to do with us here and now. But us, there's no mention of reading your Bible and praying there. It's, it's to do with going out and, and how you deal with the world in which you live, with your feet firmly on the earth. This is, let me say it again, it enables the blessing. It is God's personal enablement of a human being to reach his or her fullest potential as a human. It is giving to us abilities that maybe we wouldn't have but for the blessing. And if we have some natural abilities, it is the empowering of them. It's the enhancing of them. It is the drawing forth out of us, the, the glorious creations of God that we are, talents and giving to us wisdom to live and, and creativity to bring forth in harmony with God our Creator. He allows us to be His little co-makers, taking His creation and making something that has never been before. It means in all of my life, wherever I touch, 
existence there is fruitfulness, the bursting forth of life to the full in all dimensions of being human. Okay, I hope you got that. So then when, when God said this to the first couple, what, what does that do to them? What, what happens? Because what happened to them happens to you and I when we really believe that in Jesus Christ this blessing has come to full bloom, the Holy Spirit filling us. Well, I told you that the blessing begins in the mind and the thoughts of the blesser. Uh, so so when, when God looked upon human or looks upon you and I, then his intention is he loves, he counts us of great worth. So the very fact that God blesses is an open window to discover that God is love. For if God wasn't love, he wouldn't bless. Do you understand? You didn't bless people you don't like. You don't bless people that you count of little value. It's because of the kind of person they are, of value, of worth. Therefore, they're blessed. But this is also fantastic. Do you realize this couple hadn't done anything yet? That's fabulous. It means that God loved them before they'd had a chance to do good or bad. God loved them and counted them of worth before they had a chance to do any religious stuff of trying to earn it. Do you understand? Here, God loves them because they're breathing. And that hasn't been for too long. They're fresh from the Creator's hand and they're breathing. That's enough. God looks upon his human creature and counts them of great worth and so bestows upon them blessing, willing that his love for them shall be expressed in every detail of living. And so to say that I'm blessed means that he values me. Do you understand that? Just to say that I am blessed means that in the, the thoughts God thinks about me are thoughts of value. He values me. He counts me precious. And you, because you're part of the human race, you understand. And this was made to the human race. This is all there was. Two people. So the human race was blessed, declared to be valued. Look, if that sounds far out, this actually, as I, I said, comes to fulfillment in Jesus. And, and what is the incarnation? The incarnation, and I, I find it, I, I don't know of any words to say it properly, but God became creature. If that isn't the most infinite stoop, if that isn't kneeling, in fact, to the human race and saying, you are of such worth that God comes from God to join you where you are, 
for you're worth it. And if that doesn't make an impression, maybe that Last Supper, and here is the man who is God, the God who is man, Jesus. And they're sitting around the table, the, these fellows that are hardly something to boast about. And they're arguing as to who is the greatest in the room. And Jesus takes a towel and wraps it around his waist, takes off his outer garments and looks now just like a slave. And he takes the bowl of water and kneels in front of each one of them and washes their feet, which was what the lowest slave in the household of those days did. You get the point. No wonder Peter, when he saw that, his eyeballs were nearly bulging out. He said, God, you won't touch me. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. Jesus said, unless you let me do it, you have no part in me. That is, unless you realize what's going on here, you, you, you haven't got it. Okay, just to be blessed tells you that. That means I have the most beautiful word in the English language. I have assurance. I know I am beloved of God and he blesses me. But notice also, he blessed them, them, male and female. It underscores it there in the, he blesses the male and the female, the Adam and the Eve. He blesses them. This isn't something reserved for men. This is reserved for those who are made in the image of God. And the image of God is neither male nor female. The image of God is found in mankind, the male and the female. And so he blesses them as equals. Please hear me and understand it. He blesses them as equal in being image bearers. They are together complementing each other in bringing about his purpose. But he blesses them as male and female, which means not only does he bless them in their equalness, he blesses them in their difference. Because in blessing them, there's the blessing that comes upon Adam the male and upon Eve the female. And they're different. And they're meant to be different, if you missed it. <laughs> This is an enabling for the man to be a man. It's the enabling for the woman to be the woman. And then together equal as image bearers of God, they shall fulfill his purpose. And so the blessing makes a husband. The blessing makes a wife. The blessing makes a mother. The blessing makes a father. The blessing makes a child. The blessing makes a teenager. The blessing makes the worker. I mean, you see what I'm saying? In, in the blessing, however, they also found their identity. I know who I am. You see? 
They're, they're given to be lords over all of creation. And, and so they know that they are not the animals. I mean, uh, some of, of our chaps today, scientists, uh, they're very confused. I mean, to look into the eyes of an ape and say, Grandfather, I mean, that. I don't know who I am then. Am I man or beast? Is there a difference between me and the animals? We're not sure. Not sure. And they were sure. Because the blessing gives you your identity. You are a creature, but you are unique as a creature. For you are one who was made in God's image. No other creature was. And you are made to fellowship, commune, relate to the one who loves you. And you are given his blessing in order to fulfill your destiny and your purpose on earth. And so they, they could now, the male and the female, who knew their identity, could fulfill it together. Each giving their part of the jigsaw puzzle. And together fulfilling meaning and purpose. The blessing defined their inheritance and I use that word very carefully all of creation read that verse again the whole earth was placed in their hands and if you miss it there read Psalm number 8 that we read there and you will see it clearly the whole earth Shall I say, all the kingdoms of the earth, the kingdoms of the sky, the kingdoms of the sea, the kingdoms of the land, the animals, the fish, the birds, the earth is given into their hands as their inheritance. They are made the owners of the earth. They are the lords, lord and lady of the earth to steward it care for it and to do so in the blessing it's the blessing that gave it to them it's the blessing that will empower them to do that with love and to bring creation to its fullest potential the earth was given to enjoy it to use all its resources and again, I say, within the wisdom and the love and enablement that the blessing gave. I might just throw it out that it, when it gets on to the Garden of Eden, it, it says there was gold there. It doesn't mean to say gold was in the hills to be mined. They, they weren't there long enough to think about mining it. If there was gold in the garden, if there were precious stones in the garden, it meant it was there to see gold. Yeah, God loves his planet and all the precious things he's put in it. He said, it's yours to, to use and to enjoy. And in order to be the lords and ladies of the earth, he, the blessing conferred authority on them. It's one thing to have power, it's another to have authority. You can carry a gun on your belt, as most people do in Texas. Uh, that's power. But your authority to use that is limited. 
and, and here comes a, a chap, he can be very small, he's got a power on his belt, a gun, but he steps out into the middle of traffic and just holds up his hand and everything comes to a screeching halt. He's been given authority, not only to have power, but also the authority to use it when needed. Well, mankind was not only given the power of the blessing, but also within the blessing was the authority. He was given authority, it says it here, over the earth. He, he and she, it came out. Do you remember when the animals were brought to Adam and he named them? In Old Testament, and really it's hinted at in the New too, but certainly in the Old Testament days, to name something was to declare your authority over it. He named the animals. That was his statement of being Lord of the planet. You could say that this couple, they are declared in this blessing to be the vice regents of the Creator. That's a British expression. It meant kings under the king. So there's the king, but then he has under kings. They're called vice regents. Well, the Creator said, I have created this, I've created it for you to enjoy it, to use its resources, to be its stewards. And now, I give you the authority to walk in this world to bring order and to bring harmony to the creation, to call it forth to its fullest potential. The order of the creation week. God wasn't haphazard. There's beautiful order here. And so day one, day two, day three, and so on. Each is created in such beautiful harmony and order. There's no chaos. There's nobody bumping into anybody. He says, go now and, and order the planet. Bring the harmony wherever you go. You are co-laborers with God. You are co-makers with God. Wow. And that, that means it, it brings meaning to life. I know, I know why I'm here. Unless you have the blessing that tells you who you are, gives you your identity, lays out your destiny gives you the power to do it, and also the authority to do it, unless that's in the mix, you don't know why you're here. I mean, isn't it unbelievable that people will live out their lives and never really know why they're here? But he's done so. It's in the blessing. The blessing does that. And in that meaning... Always, and we're going to see this week after week, always blessing is linked to success. I mean, the blessing doesn't say have a go at ruling the world. It's an it's a unruly place, but um, do your best. No, there's no trying half-heartedness with God. He blesses you, which means success. Because in his words is the power to do it, as well as the authority. And so the word successful, you'll find it connected with blessing. The word prosperity, you'll find connected with blessing. The word fruitful, the word increase, it's life to the full. 
Here's your meaning. This is why you're here. Go for it. That, that's essential. But also the blessing reveals, shall I say, the how of living. Because he didn't have to bless them. Oh, no. You see, he blessed them and said, they could not have done what he was telling them was their destiny and their meaning and their purpose. They couldn't have done it unless he had blessed them. They can't do this unless they are infused with divine love power. They cannot do this unless there is imparted to them the wisdom to do it. They cannot do this as just humans. They do it because God is putting his own person into them and they will do it. And yet they'll do it in union with, in total dependence upon the Creator. And so this union with him produces the success and the prosperity of doing what they've got to do successfully to its fullest potential. That is going to come forth at the new covenant where you and I live. That God himself comes to live within us in Jesus and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see, that life of dependence, which is how God told them they had to live. The blessing is God imparting to them himself that he be the power to live. They live in union. They live in relationship. And as I say, it comes to its fullest expression in Jesus, living in us by the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible calls prosperity. That's what the Bible calls success. And that brings glory to God, the Creator. Or to put it this way, He created mankind to do this and be this. And when they're doing it to the fullest, that brings glory to them. He came up with this invention, you see, and now it's working. Brings glory to God. When man is at his full potential, whether he's fishing the seas or whether he's harvesting the wheat or milking the cows or in the offices that are all related ultimately to this. Oh yeah, brings glory to God. Or let me put it this way, which again we will get to, that a person who is self-oriented, who is living from his own bootstraps and seeking to live by his own strength, a person who is confused as to why he's here and how to live whatever reason he comes up with, a person who lives sick and in poverty, a lazy person who never gets off the couch, a person who is ever changing channels on the TV that becomes the meaning of life, a person who would maybe sometimes describe themselves as wasted. Does that bring glory to the Creator? Did He make man to become that? No. You see what I'm saying? The blessing. And the blessing was an armor of light. The, you see... The blessing was in itself a shield. The blessing was, in, in what it was, the blessing protected them. It was a refuge, a hiding place, as you'll read that many times in the Psalms. 
Psalm 91 calls it the secret place of the Most High. What does it mean? It means he is blessing them. He is speaking this word into them of power. He's speaking a clear path to them. And he's enabling them in everything that they do so that out here, evil forces of darkness, the, the powers of the liar, Satan, the curse, it, it can't get in because they're trusting in this blessing that gives them divine enablement within them. The blessing itself is anti-death because it's pro-life. The blessing is anti-failure because it is pro-success and prosperity in my spirit and my mind, my emotions, my body and all that I touch. The blessing is anti-darkness and despair because it is pro-light, life, joy, peace. And so, to receive the blessing meant that I am, what, I'm a person with the shield of God light all around me. The fact that this is placed where it's placed, if we had nothing else in the Bible, but just where this is placed, God is making the human and part of the making of the human was not simply taking the dust of the earth. That was massively part of it. But part of making human is that he spoke and imparted the blessing to him. So a human is not a human unless they have the blessing. Please understand that. I'm not being a fanatic. A human is only a true human as God intended a human to function and be when the blessing has been received. So we're not talking here about some optional extra as if, well, you know, it's the icing on the cake. It's for these very holy chaps. No, this is, this is the only way ordinary, normal humans are supposed to live. This is how we were created to live. And without the blessing, we're not fully alive. So, there's no alternative life. See, people, we talk about we're created with a free choice. Well, we are. But it's the freedom to choose to be who we are. When we say man has a free will, it doesn't mean that, now look, here are five doors, five options, you see. Which door will you choose? Which is your way you want to live life? No, no, no. There's only one way to live. There's only one life that came out of the mouth and the hand of the Creator. There's no option. But you're, because you're so fantastic, you are so, what did Psalm 8 say? You're just a little, a tad lower than God. And so... Because we are so incredible, we would forget we're creatures. So we have to choose to be who we are, dependent creatures who live by the blessing, the blessing presence of God within us. 
And so we, we, our freedom is that we're free to choose the freedom of God. We, we, we are free to choose to be lovers with God's love. And the incredible, this is what sin is. The incredible thing is mankind rejected the God of truth, the God who is love, who was delighted and willed to bless them. And they chose to be who they are not. Self-sufficient. Independent. Seeking life, success, prosperity from within myself and from within the grey matter within my head, which the Bible calls death. For the blessing is life, and to reject it, is death and it was rejected. They banned God from their lives and from the earth if they could. Well, they, they did. They handed their inheritance, they handed the planet over to the liar, Satan. And that was such a real transaction that he from that time on was called the God of this world. And he said to Jesus in the temptation, that all the kingdoms of the earth have been handed over to me. And I give them to whomsoever I will. And Jesus did not disagree with him on that. It was Adam who handed it over to Satan. This inheritance that we've been talking about for the last hour. The inheritance. They are the Lord and Lady of creation. It's their world and they are in charge to enjoy its resources. To bring the harmony and the peace of God and to fill it with the love of God. And they took that inheritance and gave it to Satan. And they separated God away from them. And from then on, instead of being the God with his arms around them and the God living inside of them, they perceived him through their muddied vision. They thought of him as up there and over there and out there. In fact, they twisted that beautiful face of the Father into a cruel, a distant punisher. They slandered the name of the true God. And any approach they did make to him, groveling, fearful of him, was in order to try to steal from him. <laughs> this is the only way I can say it. They, they, they would take and hope that either he wasn't looking when they took or that he would be forced into giving whatever they needed because they're blinded to the fact he gave them everything from the get-go. And of course, anything that smelled of the blessing, which is divine love and divine power in action on earth today, anything that looked like that, Mankind now said, impossible, impossible, can't happen. Because the blessing always operates at a level above human possible. But now man just dismisses it, can't happen, can't happen. Unless I can think it, unless I can think how it happens, unless I can make a law of science, it's impossible. Man in his darkness filled himself with drugs in order to mimic the blessing 
drugs that would take him to a place of illusion where he felt strength and felt that he knew. And so dismiss the blessing in exchange for drugs. So religion now, because religion only exists because it assumes God is absent and we've got to find a way to him. And so religion, which is a, a powerful drug all by itself, and all the other drugs, all attempts to find this other world that somewhere I know that I was made for, plunged into unlife. And I've run out of time, but I cannot stop before saying this, that the plan, as I've said all the way through, ends in Jesus and the giving of the Holy Spirit. Have you remembered in 1 Corinthians 15, in Hebrews chapter 2, Jesus is called the last Adam. Jesus is God coming to join the human race and as one of us, and because of who he is, as all of us, in one person, crush the head of Satan, bring forgiveness to our sins, bring us to the Father where we've been created to be, and there to bring us the blessing. That's what it means to get saved. Only a blessing now, beyond anything Adam ever dreamed. Contains everything Adam heard, but a gazillion times more. You see, salvation is not only from sin and from the powers of darkness. Salvation is to life in the blessing. I trust that tonight the Holy Spirit has at least begun to stir you within at the greatness of your salvation. And next week, same time, we will now really begin to get our teeth into this and see this blessing and how it's been brought into our lives. But for tonight, know this, you who believe upon Jesus, confess him as Lord, you have within you the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are none of his. So, yes, the Holy Spirit is within you. That means the blessing has been given. Then ask of that same Holy Spirit, open your eyes to see. Begin to realize, and it could, be, it could take all week to discover that my whole life, Know where I move, which doesn't come under the blessing, comes through Jesus. And now, may God, who is love, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless you with all the blessings that are yours in Christ Jesus, opening your eyes to see the vastness of that inheritance. I bless you, and I bless your family, and I declare this night that is the way it is. Amen.